Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Is This a Thing? What's the matter, Nick? You all right? It's just every time the three of us are in different locations doing that intro, we cannot sync it up. Yeah, I don't think we've I'm sure in the right, I'm yeah. sure in the recording it sounds fine because I'm sure Nico fixes it. Yeah, the yeah the magic of podcasting always makes us sound a little better and smarter than we actually are. Mm. Yeah, but I've been doing it, that for seven years now, live. and I've gotten really good at it. <laughs> and let me tell you, it is a challenge sometimes when Adam is on mic. That's true, but I, yeah, I make it work. Just know that intro, guys. It's all an illusion. It's yeah. all fake. We, I make this guy sound like Pauline Kale at the <laughs> end of right. every podcast. All right, this guy. Oh God, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> What's up, man? How are we? How are we doing? We we're we're in our best life. It's been a little while. Yeah, it's been two weeks since we did a pod. Uh, Nick and I have done uh, pods since, and Adam and I have done pods since, but the three of us haven't been together because uh, Nick got married a second time. That's right. To the same woman. Uh, mm-hmm. They had their problems in between, but they decided to reconcile, and we had to pay for two <laughs> gifts. <laughs> We're broke now. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, it's just it's, 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 it's quite yeah. the scam. Yeah. Yeah, I really. It's just almost as bad as college. Nick, do you have any remorse yet about defrauding all of your friends and family of all this cash? (laughs) You know, I actually just went to the bank today and put that cash in my savings account. So currently, no. (laughs) Felt really good. Have you ever walked around with so much cash that you were like, if I got robbed right now, I would be fucking miserable. (laughs) Yeah, I, I will say this. I once walked around with $10,000 in cash. Holy shit. Why? I walked around to I brought it to the bank. I had $10,000. From what? Where what what? It what? wasn't it wasn't like drug money or anything. It wasn't illegal, nothing like that. And I'm like trying to skirt the IRS or whatever. You but, realize you can't you, did they they they're going to have to fill out a CTR, man. They they're going to be confused as to why you I did the whole thing, but I had $10,000 in cash. They definitely thought you were up to no good. Yeah, they definitely pro- thought you stole it. Yeah, but then they saw me and they're like this guy isn't Doesn't like- matter. That's bank procedure. <laughs> I I, oh, I got to be honest you're with Mr. You. Banker. Yeah, now. I know about this. Don't forget. <laughs> you're Mr. Moneybags from Monopoly <laughs> That's all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I went with a an amount of money that I thought was pretty obscene mm. and the the guy at the the guy at the bank did not give a fuck. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they deal with large amounts of sums. Right. With, with far shadier creatures, though. you know. I can tell you from experience, no. What you you went up to the teller line, right? That's what I'm assuming. Me? Well, yeah. but either of you, yeah. you just went straight yeah. up to it. No, that's yeah. not that's not normal procedure. People don't just bring in ten thousand dollars and they're like, put this but, you in know, the looking at Nico. They're probably like ah oh, bar mitzvah, you know. <laughs> oh, I see. Like, I see. They the might... It depends who brings the money in too. It just doesn't exactly that it, story checks out. And it, <laughs> by the way, guys. Fucks everything up when you bring that much money into a bag. Don't do that. <laughs> the people behind there are miserable. They're like, "Oh, we gotta take money out of the vault. Oh, we gotta call up the the the, the <laughs> fucking the you know the the armored truck people. Have them come take it away. We gotta fill out a report on this guy who probably stole the money." <laughs> Adam saying, "Go to two separate banks." That's what he said. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, make sure you divide <laughs> the drug money evenly so right. they can't track yes. you they don't ex- right, right 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 i'm inadvertently yeah, unwittingly telling you how to launder money so yeah good job. 
<laughs> I didn't know you were so I don't passionate. Think this is really laundering money. I don't think so that. either. I think we're talking about it on a podcast. It'd be a pretty Nico, bad I, launder. <laughs> Nico, I worked at a bank, you dummy. <laughs> I didn't know you were so passionate though about like not breaking procedure. <laughs> It's, it's just it's a like, strange thing to do. You're like Kaitel at the beginning of Reservoir Dogs when Buscemi <laughs> didn't tip. You're so mad. Like, relax. I they am. do it for a living, Adam. They'll be okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, dude, it's a lot of money. It's, it really, I know from experience it bothered me. It annoyed the shit out of me when that, whenever that would happen. Whenever uh, the kids came in with their bar mitzvah money, it just ruined your day. I'd be like, why the fuck do you have this? What do you? We can't hold this, bro. <laughs> uh, anyway, he won. He won it at a casino. That's what it uh, it's was. It's exactly wrong. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, so hey, how are we? We're back. I'm sorry. This year has been kind of. We've had a bumpy last couple months. We're taking trips, and yeah, yeah, I will say, I'm I'm proud that we're not skipping just because we're lazy like we used to. Right, we're skipping because shit's actually going on, and we're actually yes. busy. Yes, it's been that's a nice change. Yeah. Take solace in that, listeners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we feel Real better life about ourselves. Are occurring. No, no, we we feel good about ourselves, but the listeners are still quite mad at us. That's the thing. Well, if the listeners just you know, if they just timed their events around our events, they wouldn't even that's notice good. we're gone. Yeah, ah, or slipped us a donation every now and again i mean that would go a long way too i'm just saying i'm not allowed to take bribes but you know twenty dollars in my palm wouldn't do anybody any harm that's all Mm. i'm saying so you want to grease my palms like a like a valet driver or a or a bartender or you know did you say I, grease your palms? Yeah. Just, just. What does that mean? Just grease them. What is that? They're kind of dry, you know? Just, just grease them a little bit, man. I see, I see no scenario where Nico doesn't take all of my money. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> Listen, no one needs to know. Not even the, my other two co hosts. But if you want these shows more frequently, uh, just a little PayPal wouldn't hurt anyone. And I could take that money and bring it to a bank one day. And hopefully it'll be obscene. It'll be an obscene amount of cash. Uh,. <laughs> I just love the, the the notion of it's like they say they actually get mad at us and they're messaging us and it's like okay well give us fifty bucks and they're like oh well actually mm. no thank you uh welcome to the show we are oh fuck I forgot to pull up the damn it somebody vamp anything else happen any oh, other small uh, talk we need to make <laughs> quick hurry whoa how was your uh, wedding Nick oh. <laughs> We haven't talked about the wedding enough. Yeah, we did. We talked about it. Just what's, what's happened in my okay, life? Okay, vamping um, is done. It is. Okay, wow, that was great. Glad we filled the <laughs> silence. What the hell was that? Oh, okay. Okay. It is the 21st night of September. And we're talking Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> the Water Nation really gets to the short end of the stick, huh? <laughs> That's a good it's point. I- <laughs> it's ironic given what the movie's about, too. <laughs> it's like all water. <laughs> 
Yeah, this, the, right. This, this is the I water mean, book. That's this is true. up there. This is one of the wettest movies. That is true. Yeah. Oh yeah. This could have been wet. And it's a Shyamalan film. We're finishing two months here, guys. In one, you're getting two months finished up in one. And it's kind of a nostalgist thing. It is because Nick, you and I are kind of nostalgic for that original series. Hmm. Did we just culminate our entire summer in one movie? We just circled wow. the square right there, everyone. That's incredible, guys. <laughs> That's what we just wow. did. Wow. Wasn't uh, this wasn't this my idea though? Uh it was. Uh, credit where credit is due. You don't have many of them, <laughs> but every once in a while you come up with a good one. It is the 21st night of September <laughs> and uh, we're talking The Last Airbender, not Avatar colon The Last Airbender. <laughs> that would be too confusing for mainstream moviegoers. <laughs> Uh, who who would be uh, faced with a difficult decision one weekend of seeing either James Cameron's Avatar or M Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender? So they they did not uh, they did not call this one Avatar: The Last Airbender because of that confusion. Well, James Makes Cameron's sense. James Cameron's is called Avatar. This one, I believe, is called Avatar. Nico, come on. It's true. It's also yeah. That, Avatar, I don't think that's the, very confusing. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yo, I forgot. I, I knew the long A sound was in Ong, the the name of the main character in the cartoon. His name is Ang, and the movie his name is Ong. I did not realize he went long vowel sounds in every name, including the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's Avatar. Yeah. Uh, it's Soka. The last R bender. Yeah, the Soka. Last Soka. Um, which yeah, it's Iro instead of Uncle Iro. Yeah, Iro. Holy crap! Yeah infuriating nick right isn't this infuri- i know adam you probably Disgusting. didn't make any difference to you but it's infuriating filthy, filthy. well I, I know i know a lot of the legends of this this movie most notably from people like you i mean the backstory here i have not seen a single episode of the show mm. i'm sorry i know it's i i just i can tell Real it's shame. Pro- yeah i know everyone says it's one of the greatest shows of all time and i believe them it's up there one of these days i will see it i promise but um what were you doing at 10 not watching Avatar The Last Airbender. That's what I want to know. Watching Jaws for the 36th time. Right. I might have been watching Jaws. I was definitely watching Alien on loop, Predator a couple times, okay. Chicken Run occasionally. Great movie. I like my, I like my, I like my Chicken Run. Uh, all right. Let me just, okay. <laughs> what, what, are all, what, what is that whole, what is that whole claymation franchise? Is there an overarching name for that? The Wallace and Gromit people. I yeah, that, is, those people. There you go. Same people. The Same Wallace people. and Gromit people. I hate <laughs> those fun. people. I hate everything they've ever made. Oh, I've no. always hated it. When I was a wow. kid, I thought it was filthy and vile. It pissed me off. Jesus. And I didn't even like playing with clay as a kid. They ruined fucking Play-Doh for me. I mean, wow. fuck that shit. Fuck Chicken Run. Fuck Chicken Run. I didn't realize oh you God. had... Chicken Run so, rules. Chicken Run's one of the great prison break movies of like all time. You just opened up like a fucking deep... I, I, I Chicken Run's I didn't realize so good. It is the best. I didn't realize there was so much ire for fucking Chicken Run over here. Like, I will admit, when I saw Wallace and Gromit for the first time, it was a little too British. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really get, like... I don't know. There were just a lot of yeah. jokes about chips and fish and... And a moon made of cheese. And trousers, you know? Yes. Isn't one the true. haunted trousers? Isn't that one of the Wallace and Gromit movies? I, I think so. The Probably. most notable is the Curse of the Were Rabbit. Right. Yeah, that was the yeah. one I saw. And I remember being like, this is cool, but like, yeah, I, I, I'm not a pass, mate, you know? <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> That's what I was doing, Nick. Instead of watching Last Airbender, I was watching this Wallace and Gromit shit. <laughs> 
and Nick, Vile. I, I imagine like me at 10 years old, you were obsessing about this show, right? Weirdly, no. Actually, I watched the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender as a kid, and I actually hated it. Really? Wow. Uh, the first time I the first time I watched it, I was not into it at all. And it was only when I was older I started watching the show. And I actually like picked up in the middle of like season two or something. Hmm. And I suddenly was like really into it. And I went back and rewatched it all from start to finish. And I had the joy. This was um, before full scale Netflix on demand, but it was, you know, TiVo, record your shows. Every week on one of the extra Nickelodeon channels, they were showing last week's episode and the following episode. Hmm. And then it would stagger every week like that. Um, And I was recording them all. So I was watching them week to week. From beginning to end, which was delightful. Wow. Yeah, I was I was doing a similar thing. I think at one point, and this was around the time that I got Wi-Fi, I discovered that either in Canada or somewhere in Europe, they were releasing the episodes mm-hmm. earlier than Nickelodeon was releasing them. And so at one point, like I just binged the whole show before any of my friends or my brother got a chance to see it, and I felt like a superhero. Like I felt like a. Did you like v- VPN it or something? Or I, I don't know. I'm not sure. It was you know it it was back in like the wild wild west of video streaming where you know there was YouTube, but there was also like Daily Motion and Vimeo and stuff. There it wasn't oh, wow. just like all on YouTube, and you could also find the occasional TV show on YouTube as well. They weren't like really strict about the copyright. And I remember just feeling like Edward Snowden when I got like copies of <laughs> of the, those movies because like it was my favorite thing for a very short period of time. I mean, it was only three years, three seasons this show ran, but those three years it was American Idol and it was Avatar: The Last wow. Airbender. I mean, cool. I loved this show, and I wasn't like a big anime guy either. And it isn't technically anime, I know, but it's obviously very indebted to the style and tone of anime. It's inspired heavily, yeah. 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 Um, you know the guys who made it made a new show recently, right? Well, they did The Legend of Korra, I know that. They made a show on Netflix called, um, uh, fuck, what is it? It's like uh, is it animated? something with dragon. Yeah, it's like more, I think it's a different type of animation, though, like a 3D animation more... Or, um, because I know they were slated to do a live action reboot on Netflix and they had creative differences with them. Hmm. So that's kind I of think it's called The Dragon Prince. Okay. Co-written by The Last Airbender head writer. Okay. Cool. So, uh, yeah, it's computer animated, so it's still Oh. It's it's but it's computer animated with like a 2D illustration style. It's not quite like Jimmy Neutron level okay. animation, but right. it's like it's like a weird in between. Where you can clearly tell it's computer animated and has a little bit more depth. Did you see Studio it's, Ghibli did a 3D animated thing? They did? Yeah. That does not seem right at all. Like a year or two ago, they tried doing the computer animation and it got horrible reviews. Because yeah, it was this... I, I, I didn't actually watch the movie, but I saw clips of it and I saw the trailer. And I remember thinking this is really uncanny. How they're kind of blending Studio Ghibli's style and the the sort of pixar look and it's just like the way the characters move doesn't work in a 3d space like all of that has to be 2d 
I see. It looks like an anime character if they made them three dimensional, and right. it just does not look right. Yeah, it looks kinda, like a it looks like a porcelain doll. Right. You ever see like those those computer renderings Ooh. of what if the Simpsons were in three D? You know what oh, would Homer no. Simpson actually look like? Like this movie kind of felt like that. I don't That's think horrible. Miyazaki yeah. was involved, but um, there's no way he was involved with that. Yeah, he wouldn't. He, he wouldn't do something like that. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah, the Avatar people. Uh, I, the, the guys' names are uh, Michael Dante uh, Di Martino, Michael Dante Di Martino, and Brian Konazoko, Konazico, Konitsko. There you go. Uh, and yeah, they they. Uh, it was funny. I was I was looking at interviews that they did before this movie came out in 2010 and after the movie came out in 2010 and <laughs> at a time they were like oh yeah Shyamalan the perfect choice we respect him a lot as an artist <laughs> like this is great and then a couple years later like you know the cockroaches are just running off of the Titanic being like yeah you know they really were kind of nasty to us during the entire process and if we were involved the movie would have been so much better but like we just had creative differences man you know that old like you know the they're trying to save face with the with the public to make sure your next project gets off the ground. Yeah. A uh, lot of bad vibes around this movie. No one seemed to have a good time during this. Oh, well. Uh, Not, especially the viewers. <laughs> yeah, especially the this, viewers. This might but... be a great time to play the clip, yeah, actually. That I, I sent this clip over that we should probably play to get an idea of what the audiences thought of this thing. Okay, so this video is titled on YouTube, Fans Unleash Epic Hate for the Last Airbender. <laughs> You check out the first fans for the last Airbender. And I must say, this is my favorite first fan so far. This is just part of the trailer. Clips. Yeah. Wait. All right, we're here with some of the younger first fans for the last Airbender. And we'll start with the youngest. What do you think? In the background, Adam, is a poster for the uh, 2010 for Predators. film Predators. Yes. I know, I know, I know. I'll go back a few. Sorry, just wanted to point that out. 2010. I, I see. Wild I time. It is wild. <laughs> These movies playing in tandem. Wild <laughs> time at the American box office. Right, we're here with some of the younger first fans for The Last Airbender, and we'll start with the youngest. What do you think? It sucked. It sucked. <laughs> Dude. Dude. So right, there so that's are, the youngest fan in the audience. Yeah, right there, now. yeah. There are four children, and they look <laughs> no older than thirteen on the on the high end. There are three I, boys. Uh, yeah, the oldest <laughs> maybe thirteen. One of them might be ten or eleven. And then there's a a young girl who is shorter than all of them, right in front, and she's this petite little girl <laughs> who is doing the nastiest eye roll I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I've never seen anyone that hasn't hit puberty yet do an eye roll like she's doing. Uh, and yeah, she just bodies this movie. I didn't realize you could think a movie sucks so bad at that age. That I never... <laughs> that's what that movie the, the, does to kids. <laughs> literally the easiest person to please. Yes, yes that's what I said. Yeah, children. exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't know. And this movie, by the way, goes out of its way to please kids. I mean, that's one of the frustrating things about it is they hire Shyamalan to do it. And it's like, oh, it's Dark Knight era, dark and gritty take on what's kind of a, a charming little cartoon on Nickelodeon. And they go out of their way to not make it violent, not have any swear words in it and keep it PG and short. And yeah. even the kids aren't satisfied. Keep going. It sucked. It's 
terrible. It's horrible. I really didn't like it. But some believe there is still hope. Here we go. <laughs> pretty much like they skip through the entire movie pretty much. They rush the entire thing. Like it didn't like explain things fully. The movie could have been as bad as it is right now. And if they had just called him Aang once. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that dude's my guy. <laughs> that guy's the best. <laughs> This guy's wearing a fedora like he's Frank Sinatra in 1972. Walks out of the theater being like, yo, let me tell you what's wrong with this movie. Dude, I, I went on this rabbit hole of looking up videos like this after I watched the movie. I was fucking dying as soon as this I got looks- to that guy. <laughs> Oh God! Oh Let's this guy going. looks like the uh, the comic book fan version of Matt Drudge. Yes, exactly. Mm. He's a fat Matt Drudge. <laughs> He's a fat nerd Matt Drudge. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right, here we go. Back away, really slow. Hang! It was too rushed, dude. They didn't have enough detail in it. They skipped a lot of things. The acting wasn't good. The characters really screwed up each other's names. You don't take the main character and change his name. All right. This guy is now cosplaying. He has a bright white uh, Air Nation t-shirt, a shaved head, and an Avatar tattoo arrow. Yes. Which happens to look better than the tattoo in the actual movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Like whoever his makeup department was is more impressive. No. No, you don't. This is such a letdown. His name is Aang. <laughs> they keep going back to the fedora guy. <laughs> His name is Aang. I gotta tell you, they just I've never been more disappointed Aang. in a movie. I'll be happy that they at least said Aang once. Aang. I thought that um, it kind of sucked if you like uh, like Avatar the show. I don't actually think M Night Shyamalan has ever even seen this show. I want my money back. <laughs> wow. And I actually wish I had my hair back too. <laughs> okay. Wait, is that guy implying that he shaved his head for this premiere? I think so. I want my hair back. <laughs> oh, that poor sucker. I'm Nico, did you see this, this movie in theaters? Uh, no, I saw it at home. I saw it okay. at home. Okay. Um, myself and a group of, I want to say, eight or more other men got together well, the, for the premiere. They weren't men at the time. They were teenagers. Some of them were. Oh, okay. No, no. Some of them were like, uh, it was like all kids from my neighborhood. And some of them were like, it was like, I was probably the youngest and the oldest were like 20 okay. at the time. Okay. It was a huge group of us. We all went to the premiere together. Oh, good. We were all fucking pumped. Did you have the Ang staff and with you? Did you like co- no. go <laughs> hog wild with the cosplay? Ah, uh, do you remember the good old days when you could wear costumes to movie theaters? <laughs> good old days. Um, too soon, Nick. What? <laughs> oh, too soon. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Didn't realize that was. Um, and we all fucking left the theater just so fucking sad. <laughs> this might have been the first like major letdown of a film that I have experienced. <sighs> yeah, probably. Probably for me. I I. I I was old enough, I think, where I could handle it. I think had I been the age of the little girl in this video, I'm not sure my heart could have taken it. But like, I caught Avatar right at sort of the tail end of my kid tastes and mm-hmm. at the beginning of my adult tastes. And so I, like, I was at least able to recognize all of the reasons why this movie was bad. 
I mean, I was in high school when this came out. I mean, I, we were what, 15, 16 years old. I think we were like freshmen. Yeah. So I, like at that point, like I, I'd been around the block, like I kind of like I, the, the idea of, of, of me anticipating a movie and it being a letdown was not uh, unique anymore. Mm. But if this had come out, I'm telling you, three years earlier, if this came out in 2008, like, I'm not sure I'd be doing this podcast right now. I, I might have just disowned all of Moving Picture. Wow. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> That's tough. Would you like me to finish the video? Sure. recently saw the midnight premiere of Eclipse, and we're big fans of that, but I think this was definitely better than that. I should have gone and seen Twilight. <laughs> Easy, guys. Easy. Let's take it. Yes. Oh, the yeah. harshest burn in 2010. I mean, that is the damnedest of Holy insults. That's good shit. <sighs> down a notch. I don't want to diss it. It was bad. Don't go see it. I want to tear down M. Night Shyamalan. I think they took out the best parts of this movie. Momo. I never heard the name Momo once. Yo! <laughs> that's one thing Shade I noticed. Momo. That's one thing I noticed on a rewatch. They didn't even say Momo. They don't Who even the give hell? them a chance to pronounce the names wrong. For, for all, for, yeah, I was gonna say, for all we know, they pronounced it wrong. I mean, right. Maybe they did. Who the, who the hell is Momo? Oh, Momo's the flying lemur, Adam. That's his little buddy he you meets at the at the, the temple. Lemur bat? You, remember, you remember the f- yeah yeah. Okay. So that lemur bat is with the them for the entire show. Yeah. Okay. He is like part of their crew. Yeah. His name is Momo. He's kind of the Chewbacca. Well, I guess Appa's really the Chewbacca of the universe, but he's like the R2-D2. He's kind of the R2-D2, yeah. There we go. I see. Okay. All right. Yeah, they never said Momo. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Just like, this he is my the... flying lemur friend. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> helps them, like, hack into doors and shit. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty sweet. <laughs> Fucking love Momo. He's pretty sweet. <laughs> Dune wasn't in the movie. I should have been. There was a young lady dressed as a Kyoshi warrior, and she has actually taken the costume off because she wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> and just so can I can point out, we have a line of people that I think that I don't think did any of you guys like the movie. No! <laughs> yeah, they don't like it. For real, channel, I'm Chris Underwood, and I'll see you next week. Wow. Damn. <laughs> Universal Damn. vitriol. Uh, yeah, I, I was saying this to Nick uh, off pod before we started recording. It is one of those movies. It's like, you know, somehow even the worst movies find find a way to get reclaimed in, in some group. Not the case here at all. And it's quite astonishing seeing the amount of hate that still comes out of this movie. To the point where I would say, man, is it the worst movie of the 2010s? That was my choice. That was my choice at the end of it. I think I did a little list, and I, I, I don't know if I can separate my personal feelings um, it's, from the actual movie itself. I don't it's up know. There, man. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like even like Shyamalan is going through this this resurgence now culturally. Like people liked old. Um, there has been some you know very quiet support for the happening kind of just just percolating out there i mean Mm -hmm. even his worst movies have gone through like after earth is watchable i think that's one of our takeaways when we watched it like this is okay this is fine i mean it's not great but like whatever uh this movie is yeah this is universally hated and i have not heard a good faith argument in its favor ever 
Yeah. I, I will say, rewatching it, having not seen it since in theaters, it was not as bad as I remember it being, but I think that's more a fact of I really hated it when it came out, and yeah. now I'm just I've accepted that it's bad. Right. Like I've I've I have so many years of separation from it now that it doesn't bother me that mm. it sucks anymore. Mm. I've gotten over it. Yeah. Mm. But mm. But yeah, there's no redeeming qualities to it this many years later. Mm. Uh, it is a worse version of the story by every account. I just had the same experience with the Kevin Smith movies. We just did a Kevin yeah. Smith pod on Movie Hall of Fame. And, you know, those are movies I watched around the same time that I watched this one. And uh, like those were at least movies in the moment that I liked because I was young and stupid. And now with a little bit of remove, I can be like, oh, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was then. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Like my expectations coming into this were incredibly low right. and they were matched, you know, like, and so I guess by that metric, it's not as bad as it could have been. Uh, but it is a, it is a really horrendous, horrendous movie. Well, it was the and first like, time. Yeah, I'm not like a comic book guy out here, man. Like, I'm not actually, you know, the source material was like, I fucking hate those people. And I am a part of that chorus. That's not even the problem here, though, which we do need to dissect and really, really hone in on what is the actual problem here. Yeah. But you can make the argument, oh, they're cramming 10 episodes into one movie. But 20. That's n- 20 episodes. 20? Yes. Okay. So they're cramming 20 episodes into one movie. And yeah, that's a lot. But like it can be done. Uh, but they yeah. di- that's not the problem. Yeah. Really? Well, no, it's one of the. So, Adam, th- th- that's actually a good question for you. <laughs> Having never seen the show before, were you cognizant, either like on a conscious or subconscious level, of the pacing of this movie? Like, was it clear to you that they had taken 20 episodes of source material and crammed most of it into two hours? Actually, less, an hour and a half in actual movie time. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it felt that way. Um, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Not, it's, it's, so, so to you, it, it's one it of the- played just as bad being a complete avatar virgin. It, it played just as bad. I didn't know what was going on. Right. I didn't know who anybody was. <laughs> okay, at I least didn't know we who... had that going for us. <laughs> I didn't know. It's like, you know what it reminded me of? It's like, I, I can imagine, so Nico, when we talked about David Lynch's Dune, I made a point how, like, I had read the book, but even in that adaptation, I still didn't know who anybody was or what was going on. And I could imagine it's a similar experience here because it is a disaster of narrative storytelling in almost every way. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure anything works. I'm not sure any scene makes sense. I'm not sure any choice is correct. Uh, it is perhaps the most confounding film from an editing perspective. Holy shit. Yeah. The editing was giving me a panic attack half the time. Really bad. And this is no, but like, I don't really, regardless as to what you might think of the, the show and how this works as an adaptation, it's, God, it's one of the worst directed films I've ever seen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Re- <laughs> you want to know why it's bad? It's because <laughs> it just sucks. Right. It's just fucking terrible. <laughs> it's like I, I like the Steve, or I, I like the David Lynch Dune comparison. I actually yep. think personally that that is a more confusing movie. 
Knowing maybe, the source maybe. material for both, I think that one is significantly more confusing and hard to follow <laughs> than this. Possibly. Possibly. That one kind I think of has that... an excuse, though. I mean, this is a Does kid's it? movie. It's supposed to be for children. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's a narrative that we're all supposed to be able to follow, no matter how old you are. And, it, like, it's also a, a structure that is pretty familiar. I mean, it's <laughs> it's basically Star Wars, right? Like, it's basically, like, the guy pretty is much. a chosen messianic figure with, like, a troubled past. And uh, there's kind of, like, a Darth Vader character who is... You know, doing evil things in service of this uh, emperor-like figure, and uh, there's a. Are war. you describing? I'm sorry. Are you are you describing Dune? Or are you describing Avatar? Okay, there so you far go. they sound right. exactly the fucking same. There you go. Yeah, Dune true. has it. Sure. Right? <laughs> you just described the exact same film. Okay. <laughs> Not what you said. Go through it. Right. I guess. Okay. We have a Christ-like figure. Okay. We have an evil guy who's doing things on behalf maybe of an evil emperor. Maybe you there's less the big word. words. Maybe there's less big words in this one than that one, okay? Maybe that's what it comes down to. What's the difference? It's know, the same the, movie. The Muad'Dibs and the Hadids and the Gigi. I am shocked he just said Muad'Dib. I'm very proud I mean, of you there's there, Nico. Too many words. Too many names. At least Ong is one syllable. Yeah, okay, so it's just less syllables. That's the only difference. <laughs> I think Instead they of a- Kwisatz Haderach, it's Avatar. Yeah, but also, like, and here's the other thing. The original Dune is, is Lynch. It's Lynch doing Lynch stuff. Like, Lynch is allowed to be confusing. He's He's got Lynch style, you know? There's Toto music in there. At least they got a lot of the names correct. Like they somehow, like somehow, you read the names. Yeah, but they got the, they, they got the, the power game. completely wrong. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking shooting guns. <laughs> it's the funniest, <laughs> the weirdest way. Like, sh- I, I, I would argue, I would argue that the the David Lynch Dune is worse than this movie. No, it's absolutely not. No, absolutely not. No, I would argue that. No, no, you are not getting I, by that easy with a take like I, that. I do no, not, sir. I do not like that movie, Nick. Don't worry. I'm on your side in that regard. But this is, God, at least there's some weird redeemable stuff in that. At least, like, the sandworm attack in that movie is kind of good. You know, it, it, at least it's got, like, a cool kind of uh, provocative nature to it. Stings where it's like, in it. At least it's I, got I, sting. I watch, yeah, I watch that movie and I'm like, I'm, it's not good, but I've never seen anything quite like that in like a good way. Yes. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ, man. This, this, <laughs> this movie is so limp. I mean, it's just so flaccid, this film. Yes. It's just, it, it moves along. Here's the other thing that I find incredible about Shyamalan's bombs. They are all incompetent. And I'm, I'm just talking about the bad ones. I think his good ones are very good, but his worst movies are incompetent while also remaining M. Night Shyamalan movies. Like, they feel like M. Night Shyamalan movies. You know, he is still, to this day, one of the worst action directors on the planet. Or at least, like, mainstream working action directors, you know? Yeah. It's never been the appeal. The action sequences here with the, the especially, They're like, horrible. that earthbending scene, that, okay, like, single I wanna, take earthbending scene. I wanted to talk about this. This I, I, we're, we're just getting into it now, but it was one of those moments we're watching it of, like, great realization where, I'm like, that's the worst directed scene I've ever seen in a movie. It, it, I mean, it's it really, so awful. Like, he does, like, a, a Scorsese single take and, like, <sighs> go ahead. Continue it, what you're saying. No, but, like, it's not, like, okay, I'm not sure any of the timing is correct in that scene. No. There's, like, a lot of elements that need to play in order to make that, like, thrilling and exciting and stuff like that. But, like, none of it is blocked out accordingly. The sp- It looks like shit. Yes. The special effects are awful. 
Well, and it looks like it was like a first take. It does. Like no, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like there was like any attempt to like plan out where people are going to be, where the camera is going to be. <laughs> well, to, to to the point where even the, the the little bit of line delivery that there is in that scene is just abhorrent. I mean, that's kind of the whole movie. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but even in that scene, it's like, God, like you couldn't do it one more time. I mean, God, it just felt like just it's it's like the most phony, like you said, Nico, one of the more flaccid things I'd ever seen. It's like I didn't feel the impact of anything that happened in that. Too. I was like, well, why can't we cut this like an like an action scene? I mean. I don't know. To no, me, that, to me, right, 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 right. Yeah, I, I think like CGI doesn't work in a single take. Well, my my feeling too about the single take is like generally speaking, to for me, a lot of the time you do a single take, it, it's it's meant to emphasize like 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 desperation and stress, and you're you're very on on the edge, and you don't want to miss a beat, otherwise the character is fucked. But yeah, in there's this, a reason. A, no, there's a scope that you have to capture too. Yes, like right. in, for example, like like the opening scene of the Revenant does that brilliantly. But like right. this is this is this is a scene about characters rising up and kicking people these guys' asses. It's not really a tension scene in that way. It's right. just like look at how fucking awesome we are. Yes, <laughs> and it's and turns out you're not that awesome because no. the CGI looks like crap. <laughs> and it's one of the things that the show, one of the appeals of the show for me at least when I was ten is like. You can control fire. You can control the earth. And like there's all these different sub variants of like superhero in this universe. And like the the act of bending looked cool. And there was also a distinct look to how you bent each different element. Like you would stomp on the earth like the Incredible Hulk and the <laughs> ground would rise up and kick the ass of your enemy. And yeah. the water was very fluid and fire was very harsh and like that was the appealing thing of the show for me. There was promise of all of these worlds and all of these worlds had a specific identity. They all looked different. You know, all of the characters themselves, like ethnically and how they were drawn, looked different. You know, and each season of the show, and like it was it was predestined ahead of time. They planned to do three seasons of the show. Aang would learn about water in one season, Earth in the other season, and fire in the final season. And knowing that that's where the show was going... I mean, I was I was fascinated by that, and here it's just like, all right, they're doing also, a kind of to, lame. There are things to discover karate thing about them, right? Yeah, right. And here it's just eh, oh, water bending is you just kind of move your hands and the water moves like, and that scene in particular, it's just <laughs> dude, it's every single scene of them just waving their hands around to nothing is the lamest shit I've ever seen. Which again, sort of begs the question: like, is this, is this, is is this story correct for a live action medium? Um, well, I don't know. Here's the, I think it could be. I mean, I don't think that's the main problem. If that's no, what I you're don't asking. think so. I either. really don't by any by any stretch. I'm just asking um, the question, but I, I agree. It's not the significant problem. Yeah. Like, you know, if they're yeah, you're cramming 20 episodes into one season and earned one movie and that's hard. And if there's a time to make changes to the story, I know people are always going to be, you change the story. But, like, I mean, this this stupid, like, subplot of a love interest between Sokka and the – I'm going to call him Sokka because that's his name in the movie. <laughs> oh, God. Um, like, Sokka but, is such a great character in the show, too. That's what pisses me off. Like, he's like – he sucks in the movie. Yeah, I mean, he's comic relief at first and he's, like, legitimately funny. And then by the end of it, he becomes – the general that leads the army to victory like it's this really moving yeah. arc but also like funny and engaging and 
Yeah, here he's but, just this lame-ass kid. It's just so His boring. love interest does not feel earned because you get 15 minutes. Right. She's even. in like five episodes of the show. Not and, even. And I would argue like, you know, a simple change to this is get rid of the southern and northern water tribes. One water tribe. Right. Introduce her from the start. And now at the end of the movie, Aang's defending the same water tribe. Yeah. Good rather point. than some random city. Yes. Like that's a really easy fix. To make everything just you introduce all the characters right from the start. It works a lot better. Right. Yes. You know, but, so, yeah, there are ways to there are absolutely fucking ways to do this in 90 minutes because or even just make it two hours if you gotta. I mean, sure. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. Like Roger Ebert once said, there's no such thing as a bad movie that's too short and a good movie that's too long. But uh, and I'm not I guess I'm not asking for more last airbender <laughs> if it is too short. I mean, it's just objectively too short. It needs to be longer. Again, I would yeah. maybe gouge well, my eyes out if, if you're it was trying longer, to but... hit. If you're trying to hit all of the notes, yeah. If you're trying to make the... a good movie, it should be longer. No, but that's the thing. Not, <laughs> I don't not think. Even... I don't think they could skip certain things from the first season. Right. Right. No, it's not. That's even, not the problem. It's not even just like like hit the notes for, uh, that that are present in the original source material. It's just like hit the notes that a movie requires to be good. Yes, it right. doesn't even have that. Right. Uh, like, like you, you mentioned the love interest uh, uh, a second ago, but like the, the only reason we know they're they're you know falling in love with each other is because the movie literally tells you it tells they're you. falling yeah. in love with <laughs> they're falling in love with each other. And also, that character is not the main love interest of the series either. It's Katara. <laughs> really? No, Katara and Aang. That's the real will they won't they dynamic. And Adam, you would not even know from watching this movie that. Katara and Sokka are major characters. Like, no, you just, not really. Just, like if, if I told you they didn't show up point. in the second movie, you probably wouldn't be surprised. Probably not. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good point. That's a very good point. That's, that's weird. Yeah. Like that's the whole thing. <laughs> it's the idea that they find him and like they, 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 they form this bond similar to the kids in Harry Potter, you know, like it's that kind uh, of dynamic okay. and it's a, the whole series is about him learning it's it's the Dagobah sequence in Empire Strikes Back, right? It's, well, it's, it's, that's the it's whole also, series. It's, it's all of them learning too, because right. like Katara, she also becomes one of the best waterbenders yes. probably ever, right? Right. Um, and Sokka himself actually he ends up training with the best swordsman in the entire planet and right. becomes like a master swordsman. Right. He doesn't just have that and stupid boomerang the entire series where he just hits people with a boomerang and it, it actually works. They li- <laughs> he literally crafts a sword out of meteorite. Yeah. Wow. In the third season, I think. I think that's that's cool. right. Yeah, I think that's right. That's, that's fucking uh, dope. Yeah, and then um God I think the worst offense of this whole film though is Iroh. Oh yeah. Let's talk about Iroh. That's the worst offense because Uncle Iroh is, I think, objectively the best character in animated television. <laughs> Maybe Montgomery Burns has it has the edge on him. But it's close. Iroh is by far and away the fan favorite character from from Avatar. He's the best. He's a and- sweet old man. He's a former war general who like decimated cities yes. for the Fire Nation. Like and he is now this old man who is just trying to find peace and trying to raise his nephew right. Yes. In um in the shadow of his his evil brother who's basically emperor now and he's trying to reconcile his own faults as well. Mm-hmm. And the entire Fire Nation has abandoned their spirituality and belief in the Avatar cycle and peace and he is the only person left who sees this. 
and he, God, Iroh's the best, dude. He's just drinking tea and playing fucking uh, what is it, Lotus or whatever? Yeah, whatever that. Di- yeah, that whatever domino that game. game is, it's like yeah. a chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah type with of dominoes, thing. right? Right. Um. Yeah, he's sick. But then occasionally, like, he'll unleash his powers, and you're like, oh, like, that's why this yeah, guy was. He'll a fucking redirect a lightning bolt. Right. Oh. Yo, then and you're like, we, holy fuck. <laughs> let, maybe let's save my thoughts in a little bit for that, but we need to talk about lightning, Nick. We need to have a serious lightning conversation because the final scene of this movie makes no fucking sense. And lightning? A, <laughs> what do you. What? What? Exactly. What? We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, Iroh, I, I will say, I think the guy that plays Iroh in this is the best performance. In the I movie. would agree. But I also think he might be one of the worst cast. Yeah, everyone's badly everyone's cast. horrible casting. It's Even really I was bad. I guess Dev Patel's okay. Well, it's weird too because like they do they. This was a controversy at the time. They changed the races of all the characters. Well, but they're not even consistent. <laughs> yeah, throughout right. the movie. Like if you look at Zuko and you look at his father, those two people are not fucking related. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's they're all Western Zuko and his sister. Asian. Zuko's like Indian and his sister's white and his dad's Chinese. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. No, <laughs> what is well, fucking going his, on? His dad is kind of. I mean, again, it's it's all like Central Asian, Western Asian, but it's not like they're not like all Indian, you know. And Dev Patel's like an English actor, like it's not like. Yeah. And I think Tony Curtis was born in like Queens, you know. So it's not. Yeah, it's it's wild. I'm not Tony Curtis, a <laughs> uh, 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 Cliff Curtis. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's well, I think what what happened. I, I read into this a little bit. Zuko was originally supposed to be played by Jesse McCartney. What? Yeah. Jesse McCartney was going to play Zuko and he had to drop out for some reason. And so they cast Dev Patel and then they cast all of the other actors around Dev Patel because they wanted them to sort of they wanted the Fire Nation to have a similar racial makeup. Okay. What's uh, the deal with the Fire Nation? They're bad guys. They're like the Empire. Uh, I I don't understand how you I don't understand how you go from. One to the other, though. <laughs> You're, I mean, I'm looking at Jesse McCartney next to uh, is Dev Patel, you said? Yes. They're just not... I mean... I have no problem with the casting of Dev Patel. Yeah. But, I mean, he's the only actual actor in the whole cast, really. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the these ki- The kid who are... played Aang uh, was like a like Taekwondo black belt or some shit. Yeah, he yes. was like a martial arts kid. But he's like 10 and a horrible actor. Right. And he also like, I'm not sure if he's white or Native American or what. He's he's Native American. Okay. I don't really know like what, but like he's supposed to be Asian. Is the thing. He's supposed to be Asian. I mean, all of the characters in the show are explicitly Asian. Uh, Yeah, it's very true. The the Fire Nation, Adam, uh, they're bad guys. They want to conquer the world. Why? Um. You know, because they want it. Because they want it. Because why wouldn't you want it? The world's, you know, if you don't, you need don't you need like all the elements to be like acting in balance in order to work. Sure, they but they think well, that that's they're the idea. right. Well, the whole thing is they think that they're higher than the elements. They think they are higher than God. You know, it's kind of that. So thing. they've kind of they, they so the okay. Here's the background lore is they have sort of recently entered the industrial revolution ahead of everybody else, mm. and yeah, they, no they machines that, in this, by the way. Like that's another well, thing that's. Yeah, there's some ships, but one that is a, a low key element of the show. It's like really steampunk. And ah. the, yeah, like well, just the Fire Nation is. It's kind of like 
kind of Nazi Germany with tanks at points, like right. invading cities. It gets pretty cool, pretty wild. And there's an opportunity in this movie for some cool production design, and they just don't take it. Yeah, you know. But basically, they they believe now that with technology fueled by fire, they believe that they are better. Um, their goal in killing all of the uh, Airbenders was to basically they're trying to stop the avatar cycle or reset it back to the fire nation right how is Something fire like- more and more i don't i don't i'm, I'm hmm. so okay the, it's a kind of precarious situation this yeah this, this globe all right like tensions are high it's kind of like a cold war most of the time between the four nations and the fire nation has always kind of been rabble rousers you know they're kind of troublemakers over there in, in, in Fireland. But the Avatar, the point of the Avatar is it's it's this one spirit, this one god that's recreated, you know, between, uh, you know, all the different elements. And when they're around and they're hanging out, like everybody kind of, you know, gets in line. But because when Aang found out that, sorry, Ong found out that oh. he was the Avatar as a kid, he ran away, ended up inadvertently in an iceberg, and then... That's when all hell broke loose. You kind of need the Avatar there just to keep the peace. Okay. So and so he went so, away for 100 years. So Ong's an asshole. Well, he was kind of just a, a troubled kid. That was <laughs> No, I know. He was just kind of a, you know, he's just like, a, wait, I can't, like, have a wife? Like, I can't, like... That does suck. Can't, like, fuck one day? You know? <laughs> I don't think that's what his issue is. I think that I can't, was like, is that what is that a line from the show, Nico? Yeah, I, I mean... Can't, can't fuck one That's day. how I read into it as a child. I'm like, this sounds awful. So he ran away and froze himself in an iceberg. How does how does the and water? I tell you, Adam. By the end of the show, not only can he fuck, he has a moral obligation to fuck. Uh, he's he, the last Airbender, right? It's true. He has a moral obligation. So is there? There's a sex scene in that with the girl from Transformers yeah. Four. Yeah. Oh wow. Yo, she is from Transformers Four, isn't <laughs> she? She is. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Let's let's talk about some of the casting here real quick. <laughs> uh so uh Nicola Peltz is the name of the 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 young lady that plays Katara. Yes. Uh her name is now Nicola Peltz Beckham because she married uh David Beckham and Victoria Beckham's oldest son last year. Uh, really? Yeah. So Nic- uh, Nicola Peltz Beckham uh was the yes, the female lead <laughs> in Transformers 4. <laughs> she was supposed to be like the next Megan Fox. I think she plays Wahlberg's daughter. I didn't see when that this movie. came out. She was supposed to be the next Megan Fox. Well, no, oh God, no, she's no, like no, twelve no. in that movie. Yes, no, but she's like heavily Michael Bayified, and mm. she's underage dating in uh, uh, someone who is uh, older than her. Yeah, that's like, a line in that movie. Yeah, they 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 justify statutory rape in that movie, which I think is very funny. Yeah, look up that scene on YouTube. They're like, well, actually, because the Romeo and Juliet, the Romeo rules. and Juliet yeah. laws, yeah. and it's by like a really good actor too. He, that dude was in um, uh, Midsummer. Interestingly, yeah, enough. that guy's good. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. I like him. So yeah, she's in that. She got cast in this movie because her father is a billionaire. He's like a hedge fund guy, and I guess someone at the studio owed her uh, owed him a favor. So he's like, hey, cast my daughter in this movie. I don't know if he like financed the movie or whatever. Jeez. Oh, and uh, Shyamalan auditioned her and he was like, this is the best young performance since Haley Joel Osment for Sixth Sense. Like, oh, my God. I, I cannot dude. possibly see a movie without her. Uh, we need to cast her as Katara. And she <laughs> is, uh, in a word, not good. 
<laughs> Maybe that's two words. It's a polite euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> oh, boy. The biggest issue this movie suffers, in my opinion, is child actors. Yeah. yeah. They suck. Yeah, but they don't yeah. always have to suck. And if they're directed right, like, they can be okay. And Yeah, but they are, like, the lead of, like... They're, 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 they're too pivotal a role in this. They sound Macy Williams for Game of Thrones. I mean, you can find these these yeah. actors. Like you, She wasn't really a child. She was significantly older than she was playing. Sure. Okay, maybe. It's hard, though. Like, your job is much, much harder if you have to deal with that from the ground up. So there is that. Uh, and and I, I'll give you this. I mean, it's rare that I see a child actor that's great. They're usually competent. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. What was the last sense. great child actor you saw? Come on, come on. Oh, yeah, that guy was really good. Maybe that. There is Maybe. hardcore thunder and lightning happening behind me. Yeah, I, I heard. For that. Is that you? Or, I, I thought it was me for a second. I got to look outside. Yeah, coming yeah. coming from my end. Uh, yeah, I think maybe like Kavenjane Wallace. Mm, really okay. good. Uh, it's hard, but it can be done. M. Night, yeah. you would think he directed Hill Joel Osment, knows how to direct kids. Yep. Not the case. Not his strength. Not no. Nope. It just turns out Haley Joel Osment, really good actor. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, quite bad. Quite bad in this. Uh, and the kid that plays Sokka, as we mentioned, was like from Twilight. Dude, one, one of my favorite things about the my only enjoyment, I would say, watching this movie was like I would just zone out from what the hell the story was because I couldn't follow it. Um just looking at that actor's face in any scene had me in stitches. I, I was laughing a good a good majority of this film just watching that guy's performance because fuck <laughs> it was funny. His faces make no sense. Like absolutely no sense. It is the funniest. Like any still frame you can take from him in the movie just it's it's gold. It's gold. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's terrible and not funny. And it's like, no. <laughs> uh, like there's no comic relief here at all. And this is par for the course with M. Night. But, dude, the guy is so self-serious. And like this is a fun anime series that was on Nickelodeon. And kids loved it because there was a sense of wonder and adventure. And this is just so blah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. blah. What'd you think of Noah Ringer? It's uh, terrible. Pre- pre- pretty much the worst thing ever. Yeah, I hate to say yeah. it. And I feel I feel it bad. Sucks. I don't I okay, because I, I don't I never like saying this about child actors, especially when they're at that age and they're in this huge movie that, you know, it's probably too much for them anyway. But like Jesus. I mean, you know, I don't He was in Cowboys and Aliens later, so he's Yeah. And that was it, right? It was just Cowboys. Yeah, well, you know. yeah. But, but I, I don't recall him one way or the other in that movie. Was he bad? Uh, I, I never saw that film. Yeah. You didn't see Cowboys and Aliens? I did not. I did not either. What? <laughs> really? Relax, it's Cowboys dude. and Aliens. <laughs> I'm just surprised. That was like, I mean, that was one of the more popular movies that year. Like, what? You guys didn't, you never made it to the theaters to just watch it? I mean. No. No, really? I, uh, I mean, again, it's a not little, a bad movie. I was a little too old for that title to work on me. Mm. Like if I was like 13. It worked on my dad. And he's well, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> did you, I don't Ooh. know. <laughs> I, might, I might call Nico out on this. Did you like snakes on a plane at that age? Uh, Well, I didn't really like horror movies. And that one was like too scary for me, even though it was a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah. Jesus Christ I mean, the name's <laughs> awesome I like that movie I mean I've seen it since But when it came out Yeah no I didn't 
didn't like the idea of snakes on a plane. I see. Hmm. Surprised you guys didn't want to see like Daniel Craig doing something different. No. Yeah, is that is that a good movie, Nick? It's not bad. Favreau? John Favreau, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not bad at all. I mean, it's a little bit exactly what the title says it's going to be. So, like, right. you know. Sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's a no it, surprise. Right. Delivers on the uh, on the poster. Right. That's, That's good. good. Thank God. Um, Roger Ebert said that Noah Ringer reminded him of a young Wallace Shawn. And I could not get that out of my head. <laughs> Which is Who's kind that? of the meanest thing you could fucking say. I just do a little Google search. You'll you'll recognize him when you see him. Princess Bride. He's inconceivable. He's that dude. Whoa, oh, that's that guy? not nice. <laughs> that's a very mean thing to say, <laughs> Roger. Yeah. Dude, Ebert bodied this movie. I mean, I mean good. Yeah. Put it six feet underground. Like half star review. And he gave a pretty favorable review to the happening. Did he? Yeah. Oh my god. Ebert didn't hate the happening. So like this is coming from a guy that's gonna give M. Knight the benefit of the doubt. This was the first sentence of the half star review for the last oh, airbender. No. And Ebert, by the way, he's like, you know, after the jaw surgery, like he's been undergoing heavy chemo. I think he died like maybe a year or two after this. So, you know, uh, for Ebert to say something this negative about a movie, I think requires a, a something truly horrendous. I feel like the older he got, though, every time he went to the theaters to watch a movie that sucked, he must have just been like, God, I hope this isn't my last movie. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that thought must have cro- must have crossed his head. Totally. What was the last movie he reviewed? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure it's funny, though. I bet. It, I hope I'll it look is. it up. I bet that's really funny. Here's the line. The last airbender is an agonizing experience in every category I can think of and others still waiting to be invented. <laughs> The laws of chance suggest that something should have gone right. Not here. It puts a nail in the coffin of low rent 3D, but it will need a lot more coffins than that. Holy shit. He closed with the sentence. I close with the hope that the title proves prophetic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then calls Noah Ryan or what is his name? Noah Ringer, a young Wallace Shawn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> One of the finer late period Ebert reviews. That it's is so good. That is great. Oh, man. So, so he has, I guess, two last reviews. The last one uh, published during his lifetime was for the film The Host. Oof. Based on the book by Stephanie Meyer. Right, I think. right, right. That young, that YA thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the last one he actually wrote was uh, "To the Wonder," Ben Affleck. Oh, interesting. Rachel McAdams. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, Terrence Malick movie. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So darn, I wish it was like, I don't know, <laughs> like a great movie, <laughs> The Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a terrible like movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. Well, that was an <laughs> ominous lightning strike in the back. I saw it too. Yeah, it just lit the the side of your face, Nico. <laughs> lighting. Yeah. Jeez, that was an old universal horror movie moment right there. Nico, you got to make sure the new cat's okay. That's new oh cat's probably Dude, probably scared of that. I got a new cat. <laughs> yeah, yep. we didn't mention that. Yeah, you got no, a second cat now. Yeah. This is how it begins, Nico. Oh, yeah, I don't like you... it, but this thing is so fucking tiny and The I amount of cats love. you get, by the way. Yeah. The 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 time between getting 
your next cat, it's exponential. Right. Mm. So by next year, you're going to have three cats. And then the year after that, you'll have five. The year after that, you'll have nine. I think I'm addicted to getting cats. (laughs) I'm actually kind of curious. What's the worst one of those, like, quote unquote, like, harmless addictions, like tattoos? I mean, that's kind of harmful. But, uh, you know, tattoos, cats, I kind of put in the same category where people say, once you have one, you got to get a a thousand more. Podcasts. Podcasts. Ah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, dude. Like, and I love Max, my first cat. I I truly do, and he's a special little boy. Um, but he's going off to college. He's he's, he's leaving the house. Yo, I bad. got this new cat. This is like when Steve went to college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I got this new one, and he's and she's like so tiny and like so affectionate, and kisses you and snuggles with you, and I'm like, oh man, Max. <laughs> like, I love him, but I think I love this other one more. It's really <laughs> mean. It's not good. Oh no, Nico. No, I mean because they're like so much better when they're kittens. Like I kind of just want to do the first two years and ship them off and trade it in for the new model. You know? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you want to lease? Yeah, I kind of do. I kind of. I want to do like that iPhone every year plan. You know what yeah, I mean? Where it's go. like you just sign up for subscription. Just give me the fourteen now. I guess I'm happy that you broke that Woody Allenism of yourself, because for the longest time you were like, "Fuck animals! I can't get any animals. They all suck. They smell. They're annoying." And then you get one cat, mm. and that's it. Uh, this movie costs 150 million dollars to make. Mm. How much did it gross, gentlemen? Three hundred. Four dollars. <laughs> Three hundred and nineteen million worldwide. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Not better a failure, than I ex- technically. Better than I expected. Not a failure. It also cost $130 million to market. <sighs> oh, oh, so it's a failure. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's you look bad. at the okay. gross and you're like, oh, okay, we can work with this. Maybe like, because of course this was planned as a trilogy. And it's kind of confusing for the first time viewers because they see book one water at the front. And you're like, oh, is this going to be like a multi-chapter movie? No, like this is... This is one movie in a in a planned trilogy, uh, but it wasn't so much the gross as it was the fan response. I think like people, yeah. it's 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 very odd. Like even like Venom didn't get good reviews, but it got good box office returns. So they made another one. Like it's very hard for the critical response to override the box office response, and it was just so hated this movie that they stopped. That's kind of what it, we talked about when we were doing our uh, Predator pod a couple weeks ago. We talked about the AV, uh, the second AVP movie. And that's another interesting example where it's like it did pretty good financially. Right. But yeah, similarly, the fans and the critics just couldn't stand that thing. So they literally just cut it short right there. You're done. Yeah, we can't possibly make any more of these. <laughs> no, no, fuck that. Yeah. It, it would be yeah. actually irresponsible to the human race. Like it's that kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> it's the one nice thing these studios do. Right. Could you imagine what a sequel to this would look like, though? Whoa. Uh, well, yeah, I've seen the show. I know I mean, exactly I know. what it would look like. Yeah. How... I mean, I know they crammed a lot. It would lot. just be in the desert. It would just be in the desert. Right. The whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. How faithful is this? Great Pretty question. faithful. Yeah. Like, is it? Okay. But like only only in the sense that like it checked all the boxes. Yeah. The plot. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay. Like the okay. plot was faithful, but like the, the tone and the spirit of it were just all wrong. So, yeah. All wrong. The first yep. 20 minutes of this movie is the first episode of the show, basically. 
mm-hmm. and faithfully adapted to the point where M. Night is borrowing shots. He's borrowing wow. the same shots from the show. Like Uh-oh. there are there are oh, like even shot reverse shot dialogue scenes that mirror exactly what's happening in the show. Um, and after that, he's like, oh, well, wait a minute. Like, you know, you know like if you're like writing a, a birthday card and like you you want to squeeze in a certain amount of text, but then you run out of space at the end. So you have to write the letter smaller. Yeah. Like that's kind of what he does here where it's like the first uh, like half hour is properly paced and it kind of establishes what's happening relatively well and then it's like oh wait a minute i have 19 more episodes to get through so he kind of fast forwards (laughs) through a bunch there are like side quests and adventures that are left out but for example you can you can cut that shit out though a lot of it yeah like there's that remember there was like that island in the uh, original series with the geisha yeah the yeah kiyoshi exactly the warriors with and they they barely touched on it because they show the statue in this movie yes Right. And that was supposed to be like, you remember that three episode plot line? Yeah. Here's a statue. Right. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> just skip it. Right. Or even that but that episode where they go to like the uh, the guy shows the statues of all the previous oh, yeah, the temple of all the. Yeah. Skip it. That's a whole you episode time for it. Yeah. But that's a whole episode. And it's it. like two minutes or even the, the blue spirit. The blue mm. spirit who is revealed to be Zuko, like that's supposed to be a big so, reveal in the show. Like, yeah, Adam, that is like a 15 episode buildup. Yes. To like this mysterious blue spirit character constantly coming in and fucking with things. And you're like, what is going on? And then it's finally revealed at Zuko the whole time. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, that's who's, like who shot JR. It's like a major thing. Who's Zuko? Do you remember when Zuko was? Yeah. Remember <laughs> when Zuko was wearing that mask? Yeah. And he went in and saved Aang? Oh, that dude. Right. The dev, Dev Patel. That's yeah, yeah. that guy. Oh no, you're literally asking yeah. who is Zuko. Wow. Yeah, I didn't okay. know who yeah. <laughs> the prince. <laughs> the prince okay. Well the prince has the alter ego as the blue spirit. And he actually in the show, he is so like sneaky and fast that people literally think he might be a spirit. They don't realize he's like just a human being. Right. Okay. And here, like you know, General so- Zhao just figures out, like, oh yeah, you're you're Obviously, Zuko. Zuko. I sussed it out in two seconds, and I'm going to defeat you instantly. Okay, but it's supposed to be this thing because, also, similar to like Darth Vader and Anakin, Zuko is revealed to be a good guy by the end of the series. Okay. He is introduced as the main villain of the show, and then I, you... I, I actually got that. As soon as right, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Ung. Um. Um. Yes, Ang. I'll, I'll keep you know. And you know this version, it's Ung. It's sure. Ung. There, yeah. there you go. As soon as Ung says uh, uh, <laughs> we could be friends, I'm like, oh, that sequel. They're gonna be friends at some point. That yeah. Guess me, who yeah. teaches him how to use fire? Ah, uh, yeah. Like, right. It's that. you know what I mean. Yeah. So <laughs> no, but it, like he's supposed to kind of be like a compli- uh, a complicated Kylo Ren figure that is right. You know, uh, unambiguously a villain at the beginning, and then sort of ambiguously a villain by the middle and then a hero by the end and it's again supposed to be this big arc and so when you get to that reveal of holy shit that Zuko behind the mask that's supposed to be a kind of a a world shaking revelation like it's it's it is supposed to be like oh my god Zuko has this other side to him Um, but here it's just sort of played off as oh no yeah Zuko so yeah really what happens is because they rush through it nobody's a villain and no one's a hero no Honestly, the solution to this is be more choosy about what you're going to include. Yes. Make changes that you need to make and be more choosy because you only got two hours. Otherwise, make a live action show. But at that point, there's already an animated show. What's the fucking point? Right. That's the real question. Like, did we need this? Yeah. We did not need this. We definitely didn't. We clearly (laughs) didn't. 
No. I mean, I wasn't even really asking for it. Like when it came out, cool. But Legend of Korra came out several years after this movie, and it it did very well. A lot of people think that Legend of Korra is better than the original series. Yeah, uh, that's not true. But okay, you know. I, that's what I, I haven't watched it, but that's what I hear. It's not better. Okay, it's uh, good. It, yeah, they it's are. Not better. I, I think Netflix is. Is planning on doing another Airbender thing. I don't know what the status of that is. Yeah, that's uh, what I heard. The there are a lot of comic books. Yes. So there are a lot of like short animated movies they could do. Yeah. All right. They're Ma- trying to do yeah. A do lot those of- by the way. Just do those as movies. That's fine. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, live action. I don't know. I don't know. No, not action. even as live action. Do them as animated movies. But I don't think they're doing that. I think they're they're from my understanding they're going to try to do another live action thing, and they're doing that with a few things now like i guess is taika watiti still doing akira i believe so yeah Ooh. yeah no thank you what are your thoughts on taika watiti in general have you seen the new thor yet no i haven't seen the new one yet okay Uh, i have i think i'm the only generally speak generally speaking i like him i know i know he's kind of hit or miss in general but like yeah kind of more often than not i'll give him a thumbs up i mean i guess i've only really I, i i like Thor Ragnarok and I like what we what we do in the shadows, but I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit and I haven't seen Hunt for the Wilder People. So, see, I've seen his uh, gay pirate show. Oh yeah, yeah. Is is he just like the star of that, or is he a director too? He's not the star. He's like the he's one of the leads, I guess. He's Blackbeard, but the main character of the show is not Blackbeard. Okay, okay. Yeah, he shows, but, the main, but but Blackbeard becomes the main character's love interest. <laughs> right, I see. Okay, yeah, he shows up it's, in it's Free Guy, Taika. Yeah, and oh, like God, I thought the voice performance he did in Thor Ragnarok was actually the best part of that movie. And then by the time he shows up in Free Guy, I'm like, dude, just enough. Fuck of off. Can we meet to this guy <laughs> soon, please? Can we get him out of movies? Can we do yeah. something? You know, I might, who do I call to get him out of movies? I might second you on that. That 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 was a big like visceral no go away kind of reaction to. Yeah, I hated him in that. That's a good point. Interesting. That is a good. Speaking point. of the MCU, uh, this movie Last Airbender actually made me appreciate what the MCU does, just in terms mm. of how they're able to balance the tones, how to make a comedic movie that kind of has some dramatic stakes to it. Some movies mm-hmm. better than others, but like. It knows what the brand is. It's a brand mm-hmm. that works. Like also the CGI people, especially lately, have not been doing great work in Marvel movies. But uh, I've seen CGI, and the stuff in Guardians Two is not it. You know, the stuff in Black <laughs> Panther is not it. Like this CGI is so much worse, and because they're able to cut around it, and they're able to sort of know their limitations, and that's the thing with any sort of special effect, any innovation in film, it's always. How do you use it sparingly enough where it doesn't call attention to itself? Right. You know, Jurassic Park, like how like obviously these are not going to look like dinosaurs if I just light it like a QVC infomercial. No, but it might look like a dinosaur if I hide it behind a tree. It might look like a dinosaur if I put the shadows in the right spot and have it it rain. There you go. Have Have it it rain. rain. Uh, It's it. And here M. Night just doesn't do any of that. Uh and it's it's rough, dude. Like he still does the M night thing of like a lot of wides, a lot of like crane shots. Um, it, it, dude, the, it, weird pacing. It feels like an M night movie, but it's just like it. It's it's such a bad, uh, such a bad fit. 
those those uh cg snap zooms during fight scenes you remember those that's like a 300 move that was right. dated the second 300 came out totally like oh oh it's bad it's bad right. man this right. was giving me like those i i what's i mean it was nostalgia but like bad nostalgia <laughs> it was like i was transported back into an, an evil time it was very weird <laughs> and then you got the james newton howard score playing behind it so it feels again like an m night movie but it, Ah, it's bad. This is a Nickelodeon movie, guys. Nickelodeon <laughs> I mean, paid $150 million for this. These guys should not be working on the, it. The problem is, like, the M. Night Shyamalan of it all. Yes. I mean, he was just really the worst choice. Yeah. We forget, bad. though, I, I just, the, the prophesized next Spielberg. Right. So why couldn't Spielberg yeah, do but I wouldn't this. pick Spielberg to do a Nickelodeon film either. I don't know. Probably I think not. he did a Nickelodeon just, film, didn't he? Didn't he do Tintin? Is that a Nickelodeon film? I believe so. I think that's a Nickelodeon film. Was that production. an original film that Nickelodeon paid for? Well, or is no, that I think a it's Nickelodeon based, IP? I think it's Tintin based on is, a, is an IP. Yeah. It's not, I don't think is it's that, a Nickelodeon IP, though. It's a comic. I, it's, I could be wrong, but I think Tintin was Nickelodeon Studios. Huh. I think so. I never saw Tintin. But that was like a collaboration between, between him and Peter Jackson. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Peter Jackson, Shyamalan uses Peter Jackson's DP. Oh, really? Yeah, this guy shot all the Lord of the Rings, all the Hobbits, and King Kong and shit. And Lovely oh, no. Bones. Yeah, oh, no, this is, I, I, this I is supposed no to be Lord of the Rings, you know? This is supposed to be like another epic trilogy. That's awful. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, Tintin is based on a French comic. <laughs> so I don't think that's Nickelodeon. It's like... It's a fucking newspaper comic series from France. <laughs> Let me see, Nico. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I hope Nico doesn't like, discover anything Nickelodeon related because that would be so funny. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Hold on. Nickelodeon movies. Let me get down here. Uh... It's, Tintin is an article from a communist newspaper back in the 50s. <laughs> The Adventures of Tintin was indeed a Nickelodeon films movie. Okay. Holy crap. Or Nickelodeon movies, I guess. Uh, some other movies that you might not realize were Nickelodeon produced. Uh, 2011's Rango. Okay, that makes sense. Nickelodeon film. Hotel for Dogs. Uh, imagine that. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 2014. Um... Uh, a movie called Monster Trucks in 2017. A bunch of crap. Man, I'll tell you what, though, Nick. Some of these original. You weren't a big Nickelodeon kid, right, Adam? No. No. Were, were no. you Cartoon Network, or were you just not watching cable, or what was going on? You're watching Jaws. I didn't. I watched Malcolm in the Middle all okay. the time. Oh fuck yeah! That's Good it. I, was like, I think it was just Malcolm in the Middle. Fuck yeah. And that then, show kicked ass. Yeah. Love Malcolm in the Middle. You know, that's one of those shows that I, I got to say, like, after it went off, it was on the air for like 35 years or something. But <laughs> something like that. <laughs> after it was off the air, have you heard, like, anybody ever talk about Malcolm in the Middle again? Are there reruns anywhere just, ever? I think like, just in relation to Brian Cranston's career. But yes. that show is literally, like, it existed and then disappeared. I don't know why. It's a great show. Isn't it? It's a great it, show. It's also kind of a time capsule of that period in time though of like the late 90s early 2000s yeah well very it's also an incredibly important show it sort of changed the the family sitcom 
forever. But there are no reruns. That show does not exist in reruns. I don't know I'm if it's sure on Netflix it's somewhere. or somewhere. I'm sure it's in Where? syndication in in Where? in Akron, Ohio, or something. I'm sure it's somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure it's on like 2B TV or Pluto TV or something. You can get it's it on, on like uh, on like uh, HBO oh, Hulu. Max. There you go. Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. it's that, somewhere. It it's playing I like, somewhere. I was watching it not so long ago, and because uh, Abby hasn't seen it, and I was like, let's watch. And you know, I just think it's episodes. sad that that show's kind of disappeared from the cultural zeitgeist. I don't know. Nick, it's a wonderful show. Nick, let me just list some names for you. Nickelodeon film. Oh God. Good Burger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Did you just yeah? yeah. Did you just yeah? Yeah. Uh, I hate Good Burger. <laughs> yeah, I'm not big on it. It's tell? fine. It's whatever. The Rugrats movie? Okay. Rugrats Go to Paris? Rugrats in Paris, colon the movie. There we Love go. Love that movie. Jimmy Neutron, I used to have the, Do you remember what? the VHS tape was orange? Hell yeah. For the Rugrats Go to Paris? <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. All the Nickelodeon tapes were orange. They all were? That was the gimmick. Oh, that's the only one I owned. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, I have them all. I'm sure they're somewhere. Oh, they're all orange. I was such I a big it. VHS head, dude, back in the day. They used to come covered in slime. Yeah. <laughs> they're just the slime. Ruin your VHS player. Oh, that was a funny <laughs> wrinkle, by the way, about this movie. I, I was reading out the IMDb trivia. It was nominated for zero Kids' Choice Awards that year, <laughs> which is a... <laughs> Which is an institution run by the same studio that produced the movie. It's kind of like if Michael Scott didn't give himself a Dundee. <laughs> like it's, wow. it is just a propaganda machine. It's an advertising like uh, a service for their studio. Like SpongeBob won the best TV show uh, Kids Choice Award like twenty years in a row. Mm-hmm. And so for Avatar not to even be nominated, like it's like you know it doesn't actually fit the standards of the Kids Choice Awards Association. That's hilarious! <laughs> wow. So this movie's bad. <laughs> it's quite bad. Uh, oh man. Uh, what else did I want to say here? Oh, uh, by the way, this was also uh, it swept the Razzies that year. Should go without yeah. saying. Worst picture, worst director, worst screenplay, worst supporting actor for Jackson Rathbone. Who uh, played Soka? Uh, worst eye gouging <laughs> misuse of 3D. It also won that award, uh, and then it picked up nominations for Deb Patel uh, in worst supporting actor. Uh, Nicola Peltz also got a nomination. Worst screen couple slash ensemble for the entire cast, uh, wow. and then worst prequel remake ripoff or sequel. Uh, by the way, Deb Patel like starred in the Best Picture winner two years before this movie. That's right. Like this is supposed to be a guy that and and I think has done like pretty good work in the years since, but coming off a of Slumdog Millionaire does this movie uh just a horrible pivot. Horrible pivot for everyone involved. Well, hey, it it doesn't seem like it's the biggest risk in the world though, right? Everyone loves Last Airbender and you know and like Shyamalan's a, you know, famous director, why not? You know? But you know, know, yeah. In in today's day and age, we know what's wrong with M Night. We know yeah. when it's going to go wrong, and it's if he didn't write the script. <laughs> yeah, we, we do forget that. Like, yeah, like he had made the happening, but I don't think anyone had fully grasped like the bad that the guy was capable of until this movie. It took it took this many years for him yeah. to figure out why his some of his movies suck. You Definitely, know? It was, yes. it was uh, this was around the time where he's like, wait a minute, maybe I should think about doing something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, awful movie. And, and so just uh, again to, to close here, unless we have any other more broad thoughts, but the movie ends with a teaser. Yes. Of uh, Zuko's sister. And it's supposed to major be major character. Y- yes. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Major character in the series. You wouldn't know that by watching the movie. Nor would you really care when you watch the movie. Because they don't show you what's cool about the character. And that's that she shoots blue lightning out of her fingertips. (laughs) She is. So lightning is one of those things within firebending that is possible, but only some of the best can do it. Zuko can't even do it. Right. So her name's Azula because. But she's insane. She's crazy. Actually. Yeah. 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 Actually insane. Right, she's like the crazy stepsister. Even she's not a stepsister, but she's a a psychopath that shoots blue f- lightning out of her fingertips. <laughs> and the original series, the the first season of the original series, ends with a teaser of her just shooting the lightning. And you're like, whoa, there's lightning benders too. Like that's a thing. And it's this great mm-hmm. teaser. And it's like I cannot wait for the next season. And here's just like, oh, here's a little girl with like a black uh, straight haircut and. Um, I guess she looks a little menacing, but who the hell cares? Yep. How do they not show the lightning? How about um, Aang at the end saving the day, right? Mm. Channeling the Avatar spirit, which is unclear right. by the film, but he's channeling all the past Avatars to go into the Avatar state is what it's called in the show. Right. Okay. Which is where literally all of the past lives are coming together, lending their power and doing these crazy feats of uh, bending. Right. And in the movie, he makes a big wave. Right. Yeah. Correct. Wow. You know what he does in the show, Adam? What does he do in the show? He uh, enters a giant fucking water Godzilla and starts flipping ships over. <laughs> and the, he's like a giant water yeah. creature where he's floating in the center of it, fully Avatar state. Right. And it's just like knocking ships over. And just it's, it's fucking insane. But there's also build up awesome. too, because like, you know, we see him train. There's no train. As I said before, there's no Yoda sequence in this movie. Right. And the show right. is all Yoda sequence. And there's also like there's a clock. There's a ticking clock to the TV show where it's like this comet is coming in three months. Oh, Sozin's Comet. Sozin's Comet. And here they kind of like change the mythology of Sozin's Comet too. like in the show. Firebenders can just conjure fire out of nowhere. In in the movie, they make it like so. uh, uh, Sozin's Comet? Sozin's. Sozin's Comet. Sozin, yeah. It allows firebenders to do that. But there's a ticking clock. It's only three months away in the series. Here it's many years away. So okay. they, it sort of, I think, justifies Similarly, the fact that these actors are getting older throughout all the movies. But in the show, it's yeah. like, you have three months and we have to fast track. We have to cram as much as we can before test day. And yeah. again, the show is all about the the growth. It's not about the actual battles. It's not about the fighting. It's about learning how to be a god. A god that doesn't want to be a god that learns how to become one by the end. Also, like in this, like the uh, the moon... So when when you're at like a full moon, that's when water is at its most powerful. This comet is when fire is at its most powerful. So they know that's when they're going to attack. The Fire Nation's going to attack everybody. Mm. And okay. that's why they try to get rid of the moon in this one. I see. Okay. Is to weaken them. All yeah. right. The show sounds a so. little better. 
The show's sick, okay? The show's one of the <laughs> best things it's ever. It's so fucking good. It's so good. It's I'm a hearing Nico nerd thing. out about... When you're hearing Nico nerd that out is about, true. like, this oh, my God, this is happening, it's and not, he's it's explaining not the, kind the of lore thing. to you, like, that Actually, never that happens. that fish is the moon god, and when they stabbed the fish, the moon died. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not the kind of thing Nico would ever nerd out about at not all. Not normally right. my thing, no. <laughs> I, I, I do have one little question that's probably very small in the grand scheme of things, but, like... um. When I watched some like reactions to the movie after I watched the movie, everyone like was was flabbergasted by the skeleton scene. Like what's the deal with the skeleton scene? Well, it's first off, like even from your point of view, Adam, when he's like, oh, I'm going back to my old temple and everything's in fucking shambles and ruins. And he's like, I'm going to go find my friends. I like, guess we're dude. just playing hide and seek. Yes. Like, the building's collapsed, my dude. Oh, you yeah. You should was, know something's wrong. Yeah, it was incredibly dumb, but... um, Also... But the show builds okay. it up, though, because we know who this character is by the time they get there, and then we also know about the relationship with Katara, and we right. see Aang's sorrow through Katara's lens. That's another thing that this movie does. It has this stupid Katara VO throughout the whole thing that is revealing right. information that we already know. Like, for example, in that scene where Katara asks Aang... Sorry, Ong, what his name is. <laughs> she calls him Ong in VO right, before I he that. says the name out loud. <laughs> so she's revealing the information and then he tells her the information. I mean it's it's like it's it's not only unnecessary, but it's confusing. It actually makes it more confusing. So they 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 put this VO in there for just exposition purposes, just to explain to you the X's and O's of what's happening. Um, but we're never actually in any character's point of view because we're hurried throughout the entire show. Mm -hmm. So like Aang will just go off and leave Sokka and Katara just hanging out by a lake at one point. But that's supposed to be a major moment when Aang decides to leave. Here it's just the thing that happens five minutes after they meet. Right? Yeah. So yeah, so that's supposed to be the sad thing of, holy shit, this little boy has now been tasked with saving the world and I feel a sense of obligation to protect him. Mm. That's what she's thinking the entire time. And she's just a child too, right? She's yeah. just a kid. Um but like she like loves this kid, this this other kid so much and feels such a sense of protection that she actually takes part of her part of the obligation onto herself. And I'm like welling up just thinking about that now <laughs> and how great that arc is. But how she sort of takes the hero responsibility and she's like, no, we can actually we can do this together. You know, saving the world is too much for one kid, but maybe two kids can do it <laughs> okay. like this fucking um, it's an amazing moment. It's such a great arc and such a great relationship. And yeah, it, it, yeah. Anyway. There's none of that in that scene, by the Nothing! way. But <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. No. Let me let me let me nerd out with let me nerd out in a uh, slightly separate way with that skeleton scene, because. There's like some deep lore with that where normally when he finds the guy, he finds him sitting in a meditative state in his robes, but a full skeleton wearing the necklace, not just like lying in a field. Yeah. Mm. And uh, there's some implications that people have come up with where they talk about like a, a dark art of airbending. Yeah. That uh, the implication of that scene later in retrospect, people have decided is that this airbender master when confronted and attacked by a bunch of firebenders because there's a dead, bunch of dead firebenders too in that scene in the cartoon mm. they believe that what he did is he used airbending to suck all of the air out of the room and suffocate everybody including right. himself that's pretty sick and so, i never heard that yeah isn't that fucking sick that's pretty sick all right 
pretty fucking sick. This show's so good, and Adam, you should really watch it. I mean, there are worse ways to spend your life. I may rewatch it. Now, I have all the things on DVD. I have the box sets. Wow. But, like, that's it's that's so how into good. it I got, dude. Like, I, I, I don't usually I've, buy I've the I've thought DVDs. about going back and rewatching it a few times, actually. And Yeah. It's so fucking good, Is it, like, dude. on Paramount Plus now? It must be. That's where all the Nickelodeon Probably. stuff is. Probably. Yeah. Dude, Adam, metal bending, lightning bending, oh, there's blood metal bending. bending, blood bending, yeah. Oh my god, Adam, they what bend the everything, dude. Blood bending. That's Katara. Katara learns how to use the water in people's bodies to fucking bend them, and right. Oh, it's nuts, dude. And here, like, Ang gets the upper hand by like tiptoeing behind Zuko without him noticing. That's right. Yeah. Like out of yeah. a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's just like, <clears throat> if I s- pretend I'm small, oh my you God. won't see me. That scene fucking went too long. Oh, God. It's so bad. Yeah. So it, <laughs> I think the the thing about this movie that is just my final thoughts here is just that not only is it bad, but it's also a bad version of one of the best things ever. Yes. Right. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And children are not nearly as forgiving. No, yeah. <laughs> this child certainly wasn't. Wow. So, <laughs> just put salt it's... in the wounds, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess I, I got the worst part of it out of the way. I guess here's the thing: if I had watched the show, I guess there there would have come a point, an inevitable point, where I would have to watch this, like out of some weird sense of obligation. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I guess I'll watch that show. So I guess it's it's nice that I got this out of the way, and now I can watch the show. So tore the bandaid off. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Uh, okay, that felt good. Uh, get the, all that, <laughs> all those demons that have been haunting me for all these years. Whew. <laughs> uh, anything else, gentlemen? Are we? Uh, well, we I should play. We gotta go. We're keeping Adam. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. We, we'll skip Drew Carey this week. We've already, we've already, we've already held you too long. Who would even be the person for Drew Carey? What Dev Patel? Yeah. Whatever. You sure we don't want to play? Do it. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. How many do you think? Uh, yeah, Dev Patel. Sure. Dev Patel, uh, Dev Patel. Uh, star of uh, the Oscar winning Slumdog Millionaire, the Oscar nominated Lion. That's right. The uh, Aaron Sorkin show, The Newsroom. Does uh, he also. Uh, so is, he's Indian, right? Yeah, uh, well, he's he's he was born in the UK, but of um, I think he's born yeah, in the UK. Yeah, I think of Central oh, okay. Asian descent. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, ten I'm million. Guess two trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he was also in the Green Knight last year, one of the best movies. That's right. Oh, three getting, trillion. Yeah. <laughs> Personal history. You say Adam, Adam ten million. Ten million. Ten million. Ten million. Ten million. He was in Chappie, Adam. How can you forget Chappie? Because it sucks. How dare you! <laughs> we will talk Chappie one day on this show and I will have my justice. <sighs> I'll say 19 million. Ah, 20. You made it too easy, Nick. Sorry. Wow. You made it too easy. Mm. Can't wait for that 15 to kick in. <laughs> oh, God, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you got it exactly right. $10 million. Wow. wow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's how many Drew Carries. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, we'll be back Not next bad. week. We have to talk Barbarian at some point. All of us saw it. Um, yeah, we did. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk about it. We'll do, and we then the spectacular is right around the corner, guys. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. 
I hope you all have a lovely 21st night of September. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Last Airbender. <laughs> Go Bangles. <laughs> Go Owen to Bangles. Woo. Nick, How are your two kickers doing, Sunday? Nick? How are you? Am I aware kickers? of what happens this Sunday? <laughs> yeah, are you aware? Uh, I'm aware that my Bengals did well, uh, even if not all of the Bengals did well. No, but are you aware of what's happening this upcoming Sunday? No. Uh, your Cincinnati Is it a rematch? Bengals are playing my the Rams, red hot New York Jets. Oh, they're playing Ooh. the Jets. Yeah, I cannot wait. For the Jets to get fucking destroyed. The Jets just came back. Yep. Down 13 with a minute and a half yep. left to go in the game. First team to do that in like 20 years. We're red hot. Joe Flacco is looking like his old self. Garrett Wilson, number one receiver Nico, in the draft. Every year you do this to yourself. You hype yourself up and they're going to get fucking destroyed by the fucking bang. I'm sorry, Nick. How many football games has your team won this year? <laughs> you just lost to fucking Cooper Rush, the backup quarterback of the Cowboys. How does that feel? It feels good. Okay. Feels good. Nico, I thought you were be rough you, for you. I thought you were a big believer in sports superstition because that comment is going to kill you. Really <laughs> you are not. going to have the worst Sunday when, when, of your life. <laughs> when McPherson single handedly scores every point for the Bengals and beats you. <laughs> When he's just kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking, fucking just kicks all night. That guy's back. That McPherson? guy's back. Yeah, McPherson's sick. I love that guy. He's the best kicker in the league, he's, no question. He's great. Isn't, isn't he in a three? Last time I checked, he's in a three-way tie for first in fantasy <laughs> for kicking. Nick, at least, listen, maybe his running backs are lacking, but he gets the kickers right. I have fine running backs. That's really his point of emphasis. As a, as a I have fine running player. backs. You won this week, right? Are you winning? I, or well, tonight we got. I have a ninety-eight percent chance of winning. Okay, with two games left, but okay. yeah, great. Doing doing all right. Uh, all right, guys, love you. Until next time, you've all been so very very naughty. No. no. no.